Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, morning Ben. Happy podcast day to yes. you. And to you as well. Thank you, and peace be with you. And your family. Also. And yours. Also. Yeah, we wouldn't want people to see the cable on camera. That would be uh, unbecoming mm. yeah, of us. Uh, this is our video game podcast where we talk about video game things. And each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Ashton has got the ad read in front of her now. I do. Now, you may have noticed recently, if you are on the internet, that it's been quite a difficult year for the old white guy who likes to cheat on his wife. Um, we've had a few this year. John Mulaney, Adam Levine. And now if you're an internet person like I was, who was on YouTube in 2009... Peter One Austin. of the Try Guys, um, Ned Fulmer, oh, yeah. who um, is a massive scandal at the moment. You guys don't know who he was, but no, it no, is no, actually no. a big deal. No, you filled us in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's pretty. It's hard being a white guy on the internet nowadays and cheating on your wife because yeah. people are going to find out. They just will. Um, so to like make sure that people do find out if you're a slimy, slimy man. Then uh, the new game that's coming out after the very popular release of Slime Rancher 2, we've got Slime Finder 2, because if you're a bit of slime and you're cheating on your wife, we will find you and we will tell the internet. So this coming out very soon. You can suck up uh, cheating white men with your vac pack. Vac pack. Yeah. Vac pack. And throw them into the crowds of the internet um, slash a pen, if that's what you feel like you need to do. A corral to stop them from cheating on their wives. Sounds like a, a, a thoroughly unpleasant experience game-wise for everyone. Hey, what's the, it's not a good... What's no the central hook? No one's having a good time. No. It's just if we, corral the, if we corral the men, maybe they'll stop cheating on their wives all the time. Who's publishing it? They might all get off with each other though, Ashton. That would be... Yeah, what if they yeah, start... Well, but then they'll start cheating on each other with each other. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, you it's know, there's cycle. only so much we can do. This okay. is just who they are. It's just right. who they are. Um, Who's the publisher? Uh, it's not getting published because it's not real. No. Oh, what... We'll just we just find you out on the internet in other ways when people expose you. So mm, okay, don't Damn. cheat 
on your wife. Or husbands. Or husbands. any significant especially other. Especially... If you're an internet personality. Okay, especially. Right. And it's don't okay do it if in no public. one's going to find out. Exactly. Right. Don't do it anyway. But if you're an internet person, how about don't do it in public? Dumbass. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> Big idiot. Idiots. It's okay. Remember, it's okay if it's a it's secret. It's not okay. It's okay I'm if nobody it's still not okay. finds out. If you're really good at keeping secrets, you're but in the just clear. don't be stupid. Cheat man. away. Like, Cheat away. How dumb do you have to be? So dumb. So big dumb. <laughs> big dummies <laughs> that is our sponsor this it's not our sponsor Mm-mm. this week our sponsor this week are our wonderful patrons over at patreon tea crumbs all over your cup no it's actually one of those weird cabri biscuits but oh that sounds much nicer it was really tea. good i finished i basically ate the whole packet so they were good what are they like, what, they what? were like sandwich biscuits yeah with like cabri chocolate inside Ooh. two biscuits on the top and bottom that they sounds were really, really good. good. There's none left. So you, sounds... had, you had one of those just now, and then you finished with a rich tea biscuit. No, I had two of them. Two of them, mm. and you had a rich tea biscuit. I didn't have a rich tea. What biscuit. was that that you just ate? The one of those biscuits. It was one of those Cadbury oh, biscuits. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. big Mac vitties. I only yeah. saw it in the in the monitor, and just the way you were holding it, it just looked like a round, plain biscuit. Chocolate. If I looked at it that way, use yeah. my real human eyes. Are you cheating <laughs> on rich tea biscuits with these Cadbury biscuits? Hey, I've never even touched a rich tea, and you can't prove it. Well, okay. you work on the internet now, so we will find it. I saw five malted milk biscuits on the floor and on the pavement today while I was waiting for a new bed. No cheese, <laughs> but I think maybe that maybe they ran out of cheese and they were like, maybe. well, not eating those. <sighs> Sucks for them. Sorry, Idiots. what were you saying, Ben, uh, before I interrupted you? Our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash rich tea biscuit, mm. uh, where you, if you support <laughs> us there for as little as $1 per month, you too can get access to rich tea biscuits, mm. uh, Cadbury's sandwichy biscuits mm-hmm. as well, and cheating on your wife yeah but only if you're a white guy on the internet Mm -hmm. yeah that's the important qualifier no patreon.com forward slash team triple jump get access to asking questions on this podcast there's worst games ever early weirdest games ever early all sorts of other stuff as well we did a patreon games night stream an exclusive stream this week as well and uh, immediately after this we're recording after dark which Mm -hmm. is our bonus podcast where we don't talk about video games and instead talk about literally anything else bonus we talk about bo- bonus. bonus. We talk that's about we bonus. Talk about. Bonus. Mm. Yes. Bonus. That's <laughs> that's what we talk about on there. Uh, also, important thing to mention before we dive into these questions is that we are hiring. We said it at the mm. start of at the end of last week's podcast, and I imagine some people will have turned off by them yeah. when we start going through the plugs and stuff. You know, it's, you've heard it before. It's fine. But we are actually hiring. If you go to tripleju.mp and uh, click on the little careers thing at the bottom of the page, we're hiring a full-time staff writer to work on our ranked lists. So if that interests you, you've got just under a month to submit your application. Mm. Uh, do not chase us up until at least a week after the applications close, please, because we'll need to go through them. Uh, but uh, go and throw your hat in the ring if you want to work remotely or in the office with us. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Peter, you got a question? Got a question somewhere? from Callum Story, who says, I've been thinking a lot about Valve recently, and what a tragedy it is that they, mostly, stopped developing their own games, especially given what a huge fan base the likes of Half-Life, Portal, and Dead Dead for Left have. <laughs> it does say Left for Dead. Um, which former developers do you miss the most or think had the most potential before they disappeared from the scene? Oh. Guys, before we get in, you said Dead for Left and it made me look for Dead Rising 2. Yeah, well, that's, I, was I saw around. you looking earlier. Yeah, while, but while I, don't think, I don't think they're here anymore. Dead Island, the spider. Dead Island 2, the spider. They've um, gone. No. But they might not be 
dead, dead, dead island. island just too. There was some um, moved some too. discourse about uh, Dead Island Two. The spy people were worried that he wasn't get, uh, they weren't getting enough food because obviously they're in a sealed room that's closed most well, of the time. that's true, but how did they get in? That's, that's true. Yeah. I think they got in through the vents, so they may have gone out through the vents. And also, go. it's not really our responsibility to be like, come we on, spider, let's bring go. bring flies to the spider. No, what are we supposed to do? Dead Island 2, the spider was up there. I yeah. don't think it was, Animal why was aren't Triple Jump taking care of Dead Island oh, right, 2, the okay. spider? Well, it really was more like, I'm worried about Dead Island 2, the spider. Animal cruelty. Yeah, that's what I meant. And also the light fixtures just have like gaping. They're not covered. They have no. gaping holes that go up into the roof, the, the ceiling. Maybe he's gone up there. So yeah. yeah, he might just be in there. Gone to the light in the sky. Mm, we'll, yeah. keep, we'll keep an eye out. He may come back. Um, mm. You know who else went to the light in the sky? Valve. Valve. Well, Valve, yeah, Valve, but also oh, yeah. my answer and probably your answers as well. Uh, mine actually is a bit of a half answer because they came back from the light in the sky mm. very recently. With a lovely tan. With a lovely tan, yes. Uh, I wonder if this is even potentially the same answer that Ben Potter has given. I've got a few. Oh, right. <laughs> but it might be one of them. Might be. Uh, free radical design. Yeah. I knew you were going to say That's that. The, yeah, it's kind of the, it's the stock answer, isn't it, for it Triple Jump Podcast? Hey, isn't Time Splitters good? Yeah. <laughs> um, Wasn't uh, that other one, the people, the, you know, the Bond, Bond, Bond Pains Jommed, you know that one from the Nintendo 64, that one. Oh, that one, yeah. Oh, I thought um, I was having a perfect, stroke. <laughs> perfect Dark. Perfect Dark, that's exactly it, yeah. The yeah. James Bond one. Golden yeah. Eye and yeah. Perfect Dark. Exactly. Those developers went on and did Free Radical. Mm. Yeah, they are now back mm. under Deep Silver and apparently working on um, a Time Splitters game, which is very exciting. But mm. uh, they did die briefly. You okay? Oh. What's going on? It's just, just like people in the flipping spirits in the sky chat. <laughs> On this always happens when we're doing a podcast. Suddenly, they all start talking bollocks. <laughs> in and the who's usually office. the instigator of that? Hey, I'm not saying, but the most recent message was from that person. So, uh, Jack King. Whoa! Oh, Stop talking about him. wanting to flip a spider <laughs> yeah. and get on with your work, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love you, Jack. Yeah, we and do. actually, you brighten up our day with your chat about exactly, but just how sexy cupcakes are. We're jealous because we can't be. Right now. We, is he about he's saying, I, He says, and I will read it out for oh, you. God. He says. Implying that not only do I get aroused by muffins, but also I currently use Viagra. I can't handle this double whammy. That's really out of context. It's out, it really out of is. context for me, to be honest. And as ultimately, well. we're just jealous because we can't be involved because we, no. we're yeah. doing That's why I'm so right. cross. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm cross that Slack sends me a vibration every single time someone adds a subsequent message. Mm. Surely you should just send me one and say, there's unread stuff in that specific chat group and then just leave it. Yeah. But no. Anyway, uh, Deep Silver... <laughs> uh, and now have brought free radical design back from the dead. Mm. There's apparently a time splitters game coming out. Hey, do you think Haze Two will be made? I bloody hope crossed. so. When are we getting that Haze remake? It yeah, seems that uh, the Embracer group will just do flipping anything. So yeah, get on it. Um, so that was that was my answer. I didn't bring multiple, but I can think of a few others. You know, Visceral, rest in peace. Yeah, mm. um, will telltale be anywhere yeah, near yeah. as good as telltale was who knows the spirits in the sky by the way uh is the group chat that we have for the upstairs office which yeah, we is where triple jump that. resides uh not the um where dead island 2 the spider's living currently no not, not the gareth there. gates song. No, i was literally yeah the gareth gates cover of, cover of. What, whatever the, whoever it was that did the gareth did the gates song. and the kumars and the kumars <laughs> yeah remember the, the kumars <laughs> 
No. Anyway, the spirits in the sky is that group chat. Ashton, yes. what's the studio that's gone that you feel sad about? Um, The only one that I really am sad about is Valve. And they're not really gone. They just have a very... They're just changing. They just changing. Um, they, I wish that, that we got more from Valve because a lot of my favorite games are from Valve, as Callum said. Mm. Um and I know they have this this philosophy of like not releasing a game just because they want to like release a game when technology advances. Hence why they did Half-Life Alex because they were like, VR is cool. Let's make a VR game. So I was hoping, I had my fingers crossed, maybe we still will, that we'd get maybe another Half-Life game or something new for the Steam Deck when that came out. But we haven't had anything from them yet. And obviously... We had Back for Blood that was not oh, yeah. quite left for dead, but it was mm, a bit had bad. A, had a four in it. Uh, it had a four fine. in it. It was fine for now. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So that I do wish Valve would do more stuff. I really love Portal. And mm. I really loved Half-Life Alex, and I have a lot of love for that game. So I would really like a follow-up. I know they've obviously got Half-Life 2, but there was a lot in Half-Life Alex that left more unanswered questions than we had before Half-Life Alex came out. Um, so I would like that. And yeah, I just kind of would like Valve to just maybe make a few more games. And also if they could fix TF2, that would be good as well. Um, What's going on with TF2? So TF2, I don't really know how to explain it, but basically it's completely broken with hackers and oh, cheaters. You can't basically you basically can't play a game in TF2 if you just want to play it. And um, instead of vax, like fixing it, Valve just kind of ignoring it and like not doing anything about it. Like it's just kind of letting it happen. Um, but yeah, TF2 is currently completely unplayable. Like. So, I don't really much. get why people hack and cheat because no. surely it's just not fun as the player when you're hacking and cheating to to play the game. Unless there's a financial benefit, yeah. Then no, I, I see I why really, someone would want to do that. Don't but, really get it. No, you know, I don't get it. There's either. precisely that reason, and the fact that I just can't. I'm not very good. That I don't really like playing multiplayer games anymore because yeah. mm. there's nothing worse than coming home after a long day down the pit. Yeah, and then you go home and you boot up your favorite multiplayer game and you get absolutely they wipe the floor with you and it's a 12 year old and they wipe the floor with you but even worse than that is when you're shooting at someone and the bullets just go right through them mm. and it doesn't work and it's like this is yeah, or when you get a kill stupid, cam and they're just stupid. shooting directly through about six buildings yeah into. that's also good I like it's that not good, too is yeah. it? it's very good um, but yeah I would like Valve to start producing more games I know that they're busy on you know Steam having like 10 different UIs in every little section it's steam is a mess valve steam's a mess can we fix that as well while you you know if you're not making games what are you they're not doing making games over there? they're so busy with well they're, they're not too busy just making their new money making new uis to put on and steam and steam deck building one there. steam deck a week i would really yeah, we uh steam deck a week. my boyfriend had like signed up for like the Steam Deck waiting list that was with like, well, it's your turn to buy a Steam Deck now. And he got that notification this week yeah. and he was like, I can't afford a Steam Deck oh, right now. No. And he was like, I'm really actually very sad about it. And I was like, hey, if you want it. And he was like, with what money? And I'm like, well, you know. Sell the cats. Sell the sell cats. cats. Just sell the cats. So Simple, really. Steam Deck's a, a, a sore spot in my house right now. Oh, no, dear. What about you? What types do you want? To come back from the dead. Uh, Free radical is the mm -hmm. is the is the boy really. We'll see how the the sort of revived corpse of free radical performs yeah. uh, under the um, the masterful gaze 
of the Embracer Group, who only <laughs> publish quality games. Yeah. Uh, Japan Studio was uh, was put to sleep recently. Uh, they are the f- they were the first party uh, Sony studio that were either uh, overseeing the sole developer or involved in such games as Bloodborne, Legend of Dragoon, Astro's Playroom, Ape Escape, Loco Roco, Pat Upon, Gravity Rush. It's a lot of really good games yeah. mm. uh, passed through um, Japan Studio, Sony Japan Studio in various forms and uh, they're gone. So what does that mean for the future? I don't know. It's not great though. Would love to have them back. Uh, Wish Studios who developed Knowledge is Power and That's You. I was really Ah. sad because I play a lot of Knowledge is Power with my family when I see them. Mm. And we've played a lot of That's You over the years as well. Yeah, we have. And um, I think last Christmas, I was going to tweet like, oh, flipping love Knowledge is Power. It's, It's always so easy and my parents understand how to play it and they really enjoy it. And uh, went to tag the studio and like their last tweet was, well, thanks everyone. Thanks oh, for the no. memories. I was like, oh no. Uh, so while they're not, a, a, they weren't a titan of the video games industry, they developed some really good mobile, uh, not mobile, uh, sort of uh, party games yeah. um, that you use your phone with. And I'm they sad that they're gone. Had a lot of potential, as the question says. Mm. Yeah, they did. They had a lot of potential. Uh, one that's more like Steam and that they're, they're not dead. It's, it's just changing. Mm. Media Molecule. Oh, yeah. I yeah. miss Media Molecule. I think Dreams is an incredible platform, but I would really love the talented, talented boys, girls, and others at Media Molecule to make a little big planet or something new, maybe another tear away. Just, just make something crazy and get Stephen Fry to narrate it, and I just come back. You, you've been gone for so long. They didn't develop come Little on. Big Planet Three. The last thing they made was Dreams, obviously, and before mm. that it was Tear Away, a Vita game. Um, come back. Please. That is a good one. Uh, so that's my answer. I like it. Huh. I almost, I, I thought about even saying Lionhead for um, for some of their earlier stuff. What's you know, inside the cube? Though? Well, what is inside the cube is the question. Was that even Lionhead or was that some sort of independent? That's 22 Molyneux. cans, I think, which is Molyneux's oh, right, new. Uh, so aside from Peter Molyneux, <laughs> scam. just, just, just Allegedly. scamming and lying. Allegedly. Um I, uh, you know, Black and White is a bit of a cult classic. Mm. People really like that. I really like Fable for what it is as well. I know Fable still exists, but... Um, I was uh, sad I could never play Fable. Never had a yeah. PC that could run it. I enjoyed play. Fable. Um, and uh, also, the Lionhead made um, the movies as well. Lionhead's The yes. Movies, as it was called, yeah. which uh, I had a lot of fun with as a child and temporarily on stream until it oh. broke. I have a USB stick with a working copy of the movies on it that my boyfriend was like, give this to Peter. Oh and God. I keep forgetting to bring it to you. I'm going to make a note. might be back on. Well, I'm going to make be. a note of that to bring that in tomorrow because he made, he said, make sure you give this to Peter. Okay. And I said, okay. And what did you do? <laughs> well, that's exciting. But I mean, I've got, I've got a copy of the movies on my PC at home and it just doesn't work. So my concern would be that that, won't work either but i will absolutely give it a try he's a wizard with this kind of thing i don't get it he just he explains it to me and i'm like okay all right fine well when you get it you could say that that's what you'll be playing maybe i could i could say that you could you might say that Mm -hmm. which leads me to talk about a section that we have never done before it's called what we what what we play what we play
It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what video games we've been playing this week. Peter, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I played a few things this week. We have uh, collectively played some games at Ashton's house. We played mm. some uh, Jackbox. Yeah, a good time. Played some Jackbox games that I've not played before, so that was fun. Um, I uh, so I have installed and played. I'll get to them in a minute. Uh, Little, Little Orpheus. And Stray, both at home, were also streamed Little Orpheus. But while they were both installing, um, I had... So this was the... Right, okay. So oh, okay. on on Monday, mm-hmm. I streamed Little Orpheus. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home that night, I thought, uh, I want to know how much of this game is left. Because it looks like I'm about halfway through in terms of number of levels. But I was like, is it one of those games where the second half is actually longer than the first half? So I was like, I'm going to play it at home and have a look ahead. So I had that installing was installing Stray as well because I was like, it's time to play Stray. Uh, but when I'd been doing it, I'd been setting up my um, stream on the Monday, uh, in order to like compare some audio levels levels and stuff, I, I quickly just loaded up in the media capture area on the PS5 a bit of Pac-Man because I was just trying to get the PS5 levels right. And just watching that made me think, oh man, I don't think... I don't feel done with that game. I want to go back and play that. Even mm. though I've I've got to the final credits, there's still, you know, just just some things to collect and stuff. I'm not going for the platinum, but just watching a little bit of footage of it while I was setting up the stream, I was like, oh yeah, I had a really good time with that. So while I was installing those games, I played some Pac-Man. And I had a very nice time with that. And then the games were installed. And I've played at home pretty much up to where I was with Little Orpheus. So I need to play some more this week to see how much of it is actually remaining uh, for the following stream but i'm almost certain i am just gonna play it till the end so it's almost a complete waste of time (laughs) for me to do that but i'm gonna do it anyway Mm. but i've also played stray at long last and that's lovely i played a couple of hours of it Mm. um i am really enjoying it in in some ways it's exactly what i expected in other ways there's a few things that i didn't quite expect i didn't although i've i've like watched trailers for it over the you know past few months or year or however long it was um i'd either just completely i'd either never noticed in the first place or i'd forgotten in the time between the game coming out and me playing it now that you had a little robot companion yeah and that did not that just took me by surprise because i thought for the first i don't know well it's maybe like 20 minutes or something where you don't have that friend uh what's it called b12 um for that little opening section the game is a bit more, I thought I was very much going to be a cat just going around almost just incidentally doing things to help people. I didn't think that like the game would turn into me seemingly understanding everything that was going on yes. as a semi-sentient cat. You know, mm. I thought I would just be an a- a- animal mm-hmm. uh, just sort of doing things because um, the game sort of guides you with like neon lights with arrows and stuff at the beginning. And it's almost like, you know, that's not really the game telling you where to go. There just happens to be a sign there with an arrow. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... I think the the bit at the beginning is B twelve in like it's like virtual form, like, like directing into, you yeah. where to go. But like seeing those neon lights, I was like, oh, that's clever because like really, as a human being, I'm looking at that arrow and I'm saying, oh, that's the developer telling me this is the way you need to go. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like. It, it kind of blends into the background like no that was just that's just a sign that was always there you know in the city because 
they're trying to direct people to their shop or whatever. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, that's that's a clever way of doing it. And then you end up with a companion and you're walking around and you're literally just talking to robots and stuff. And that's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I was like, oh, okay, that's what this game is. Um, but yeah, really enjoying it. Very atmospheric, really liking the soundtrack. Uh, I'm intrigued by the the lore and, you know, what's going on. So looking forward to finding out what's happened out there. I really like the idea out. that... Um, the cat actually doesn't really have a clue what's going well, on. Well, that's what I'd like because, to think. Because like, I think B12 speaks cat in yeah, some ways. I would like it if B12 Because my out. cats understand... Yeah, me too. My cats understand some things. Like I can say what like things to them and they will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But like obviously the ro- the cat doesn't understand everything that the robot's saying. Mm. But I just like the idea that the, the robot's talking to B12 and B12 will just go... Let's go and do this now. And the cat's like, well, okay. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. just going to climb this building. I don't know. That's what I was thinking the game would be. And then, you know, I, I do feel as as a cat, as I'm moving around the world doing stuff, I almost feel like, no, this this cat knows what it's mm. trying to accomplish. And that's fine. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think that I knew that B12 was, I don't think they included B12 in much of the footage, to be fair. No, I think I it was remember. mostly just cat, cat in backpack yeah. most of the time. I don't think you actually saw b12 very much at all so mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but i really i'd like the way they've like just sort of created a platforming game that you can do as a cat as well like i like that you the way you like open blinds on windows mm-hmm. and stuff like instead of open door with handle which a cat wouldn't be able to do you just scratch a blind and it pops open <laughs> or when you like roll the barrels that you're inside because a cat can't push a block or whatever mm-hmm. so just a clever clever way of designing a platforming game so yeah i'm enjoying it a lot uh ashton what have you been playing um on saturday after you pair left we played some mario kart and some Wii sport oh, tennis yeah. um i suck at mario kart Me i'm too. really bad at it i didn't realize how bad until we were playing it and i was like always in seventh and eighth place at best and i was like something is wrong here i think i'm just bad at this game um and then i played some so i've finally got my internet sorted last night after a week and a half of having no internet. Um, but I had installed the Uncharted trilogy on my PlayStation. And I will just say, the first Uncharted game is terrible. It's a bad game. I hated it. If I had the internet, I wouldn't have played this game. But because I literally didn't have a choice, I was like, I'm going to play this game through. If I didn't know this game had spawned a uh, very successful series of games, I would have said, this game's never getting a sequel because it is terrible. It plays awfully. I hate Nathan Drake. I hate him. <laughs> that game Ashton. made me wow. hate him. We were walking to Tesco the other day. And I, I was like, oh, what have you been up to? And she's like, I was playing, I finished Uncharted yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, what did you think? And she, what did you say? Your neighbors are going to think there's someone in your house called Nathan who you hate. <laughs> I was, the amount of times I was going, Nathan, stop jumping off things. Because we had this really fun game, Nathan, Drake and I, where I will jump, like throw him off things to see if he will survive a height that I would say a human can survive and mm. then he will die. Yeah. Um, and then he sometimes just throws himself in the wrong direction when I jump towards a ledge. I have to be like directly aiming at the ledge, otherwise he just throws himself off. And also the jet ski sections can absolutely oh, yeah, the jet get ski in the bin. Yeah. I was like, it almost went to the point where I was like, I'm gonna turn this game off. I'm turning this game off. I'm not doing it, but I spent my entire Sunday playing it. Mm. Like I, it, well, it took me six hours to finish the game, but I was like, 
it was like a Sunday afternoon and I was like, I don't have anything else to play apart from the Uncharted games. I'm just going to finish the game and see what happens. But I was getting very angry. At least you're on Uncharted um, 2 now. Which yeah, I am the leap on from 1 to 2, two is, yeah, is yeah, it's It's a lot better, don't get me wrong. There's still... I still don't think it's as good as the most recent Lara Croft trilogy. I think those games are much better than the Uncharted games and they do not get the credit they deserve. Um, I I just find it really hard to like get into it. It's like I'm like playing an action movie, but then it cuts to a cutscene when Nathan's like, I'm, so gonna, I'm doing some treasure hunting. Let's help this guy out. And I'm like, we've just killed like a thousand people, Nathan. He does kill a Nathan, lot of we've people. We've killed so many people. We've survived like five direct tank shells to the face. How are we fine now in this cutscene? And I have like to really suspend my disbelief of like, we've survived two attack helicopters, a full train crash, a tank mm-hmm. and like I okay being shot I can almost be like well it's just video games we can get shot if you like quite a lot and be fine but the tank and the like I was just like what how are we just like fine I don't understand it um so I am playing those games but now I have internet I don't know if I'm going to carry on playing them oh, I just oh, really like I just don't like them i just don't think they play very well i think it's because i know like what they could be and what they will be later on like with a lot of the kind of more modern takes on this kind of game yeah but i just don't think that they're as good as everyone makes them out to be there's just there's like the linear thing of being like do one small puzzle and jumping annoying annoying jumping section then um like four bits of just running from different areas just killing many people then a small puzzle and then like next couple of areas there's no real like exploration i don't feel like there's much kind of like variety in the gameplay it's shoot and kill and puzzle and jump those are like the four things which is maybe why people like it but i just can't i just can't get into it i'm gonna probably finish the second game maybe i've just got a lot more i don't to play i don't now. think it, it sounds like you should I just, if you don't like, like them, then maybe you shouldn't. I know, yeah. but I just, everyone always talks about them and everyone's so like, always says like, Uncharted's such a good game. I really love the Uncharted series. And I just want to, I want to understand what people are talking about. Well, sometimes it sometimes doesn't, games sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I know. It's, it's okay. Maybe you should um, just play Lost Legacy, which is um, not, like you, you wouldn't have to have played the, the other games leading mm. up to that. They'll obviously sort of allude. I, they probably allude to. I mean, it's got two characters. It's, I mean, got it's got at least one character from a later game. But, yeah, it's uh, got characters from later games in, but mm. they. I don't think they even talk about Nathan Drake in it, or maybe mm. make just one in reference to him. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't need to know anything about what's happened before. Um, Fair. And that has it's some slightly more open areas and like choices of which order to do things in. And uh, yeah, the the longer that series goes on, the sort of the better it gets roughly. <laughs> I mean, some people prefer number two out of the original trilogy, but yeah. Fair. Um, I also played some Slime Rancher 2 last night. I installed it and that game's great. That game's just nice. And it's, I mean, it's not a huge step up from the first game. If you like the first game, you'll like the second game. There's new slimes and it's a new area. And there's like some new mechanics, but for the most part, it's just more Slime Rancher. So if you like Slime Rancher 1, you'll like Slime Rancher 2. It's pretty cute, pretty mm. good. So, nice. so yeah, Ben, 
Now I've had my rant. Now you've had your rant. Recent, um, I'm really sorry, guys. But recently I've been really ranty on these podcasts. Um, well, you criticized the game I like. So now I'm going to talk about how rubbish Horizon Forbidden West is <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Uh, but so I know that you liked it. You've got to so buckle up for that. No, I you do actually. I really like it. Uh, Gears of War 3. Been playing a little bit more of that. I uh, think I'm about two thirds of the way through now. So not much further to go in there. Uh, but Horizon Forbidden West is the main thing that I've been playing and I am really enjoying it. The first sort of hour or so, I feel like I have to go through the motions or these motions with every open world RPG game that I start where it's like, oh, it's just so much information yeah. and I have to learn so many things. And you zoom and I, out and look at the map and it's like, oh, I can't be asked. I've got this. It's going to take ages to finish. Um, but now that I'm put a few hours into it, I'm, I'm really enjoying it i'm uh finding that the central hook of the narrative is actually at least as interesting as the first game mm -hmm. uh where i was really worried that they couldn't do that because the the central question of what happened to the world and mm. to the humans and society and civilization uh was really intriguing and they've managed to match that, I think, in the sequel. And yeah, so, so I'm really interested to see where that goes. The the petty squabbles of the of the this the civilization that sprung up is still sort of like just background noise for me. Like I don't really care about these characters or the stakes of what's going mm -hmm. on. I kind of just want to know what's happening. And that is reflected, I think, in Aloy No Mates, uh, her whole attitude of um, hey, when you, you're my old friend, let's grab a beer. No, can't. On Gotta save the on world. On an important mission. But actually, maybe it becomes a side quest. So perhaps once I finish this story mission, maybe I will come back and have a beer with you. But no, I don't want to be your friend. I've got no, you're going to slow me down. Uh, that's sort of how she talks to most people. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't like, the, the cast of characters that I'm associating with, I don't really... I don't really care about about them or their or their personal struggles or anything like that because I totally agree with Aloy that there's far more pressing things going on and they've got like they've got like emotions and like wants and needs and stuff and there's no time for it because the world is literally going to end and so Aloy mm. needs to go and sort that out right flipping now. She goes um, through a nice arc in this game as well that I think that you like I had the similar feeling of being like. Why well, I, I know you from the other game and I liked you then, but also like I'm actively trying to do something right now, gang. Val, mm -hmm. I'm trying to do something. And then, uh, yeah, but I think you do eventually have to go back and do some of the side quests to like get your posse. Get but, my posse. Um, did okay. you know that in the first game it was like get every one of the trophies was like get every character yeah, to yeah. join you in the final battle that's it's true. not quite like that you don't have to do that that's not a trophy but um, mm -hmm. that's kind of the vibe that it kind of suggests that you do okay so you do kind of have a bit of an arc with Aloy kind of being like I hate everyone I'm busy and then being like oh fine fine maybe we'll I'll make friends. time for you that trophy should have been called uh, put your whole posse into it <laughs> Fortunately, that came from a time where Before such a that, thing didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, and sadly, we now live in that time. Yeah. Mm. But I am really liking it. There is one big issue that I have with it, um, but this is sort of a wider thing and not necessarily a problem with Forbidden West in that in these big climactic scenes where it's made to feel like a big deal or there's some sort of like war going on, there's maybe like 12 people involved in it. 
mm. like in the cutscenes and then in the battle itself. And it just it comes back to a conversation we've had on this podcast before, where if we stopped pushing graphical capabilities on the 360 PS3 era, like 15 years ago. We just stopped there. But technology continued to evolve to the point where it is as powerful as it is now. Just imagine what these scenes would be able to look like. Yeah. How many characters... Scale. But, but because we have to render every single character's beard follicles <laughs> independently... Including Aloy's beard. Including, yeah, including Aloy's beard. full mustache and beard. Mustache and beard. It means we can only have like seven people on screen during these like... This this is to decide the fate of the clan. Why why is that why is each clan only brought two representatives then? That feels kind of silly. Wouldn't everyone like have their full for, like put their f full tribusy into it, yeah. you know? Where are they? Uh so there are a couple of scenes cuz it just reminds me of Oblivion where it's the final climactic battle to force back the evil Daedric god. Mm. And and there's like maybe 11 soldiers <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then that's it and we haven't moved forward from there because we keep have the, having this upset and the game is gorgeous don't get me wrong but because we have this obsession all of the processing power has been put into rendering these gorgeous people yeah. and if we just scaled it back a bit we could make these scenes feel as big as they should feel uh, yeah, fortunately, it doesn't it doesn't seem that there are, is a need for that, you know, that many moments that would require such a thing in Forbidden West because Aloy, you know, has no mates and she's no, often on her own. No mates. But Aloy, no in mates. these scenes, it is very noticeable. Mm. Remake Oblivion from the ground up, but with zero visual improvements <laughs> and 60 guards in yes. the final battle. I want I want to I want flipping Lord of the Rings scale. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want lair, but good. Yeah. You know, that's what I want. Uh, but uh, on the whole, I'm really enjoying uh, Forbidden West and I think about it most of the day mm. and I want to know what's going on and what's happening next. Uh, and that, as I said, is the big thing that I was worried it wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to pull off. And it That's has. good. So, the story is good on that game. Yeah, I'm liking it. Good. So there we are. It's time for question two. It is. It comes from Curious Gregorius. Hey, all y'all. As technology increases, we see, we are seeing more feature creep. Games are stuffing more and more into each title. Do you think this is affecting the core gameplay mechanics? Do you feel there was a golden era? Where do you feel there was a golden era where the technology was good enough for developers to make the primary and secondary gameplay loops they wanted, but not good enough to add all of the fluff? Thanks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yes. I think it was roughly um, in the kind of. 360 ps3 era yeah maybe um maybe a little bit before then depends exactly what your um what you like and what you don't like and where you think kind of feature creep and and fluff started to come in i think when i think of fluff i my the, my first the first game that comes to mind or the first series that comes to mind is assassin's creed mm. or just sort of ubi worlds mm -hmm. and you know i think the first assassin's creed game i really enjoy playing uh, I know the second one's very popular as well. I didn't actually play that one. Um, so I think it's around that time. You know, I really enjoyed the Halo trilogy. Uh, I know Halo 1 was Xbox, uh, original Xbox. And was Halo 2 original Xbox as well? Mm, possibly. Can't remember. <laughs> yes, I think it was. Uh, but uh, Halo 3 and Halo Reach, brilliant games. Um, you know, uh, even things like Oblivion, you know, mm. that was... Uh, a nice big open world RPG 
but to me didn't feel kind of bloated it wasn't too big you know we did an interesting video james jenkins did an interesting video with a lot of maths involved yes where he worked out the exact uh size and scale a world can be before it starts to get too big yeah um and it's a 100 exact science and we have <laughs> the perfect answer absolutely um, how big is too big yeah starfield go yeah. watch that video um, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head where the too big line was, uh, but certainly I think the likes of Oblivion are somewhere within the good game, not too big kind of camp for mm. me. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, as you were saying in the previous uh, question or in, in what we play in just now, what, when, when did you say it? In what we play in, I think. Yes. Uh, that we've, we've got to the point where technology is increasing and... We're kind of living to our means in that sense and just feeling like, well, we've got all of this, all these capabilities. We can make the world bigger. We can put more quests in it. We can put more collectibles in it. We're, we're going to do it. That's what we're going to do because we can. We're going to yeah. max out the, just just use all of that that power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and for boring stuff. That's not always the right thing to do. And if we were making games of the sort of scale of, xbox 360 ps3 still um and some people are of course but you know if the triple a giant studios were doing it then you could make them look really good and be uh you know kind of have have a good balance between looking good and having a nice level of detail without all the fluff mm. you know mm. if you cut back mm. on the fluff then you don't have to do that compromise you were talking about where it's a uh, it's like a triangle of like look good, mm. have more than twelve soldiers, <laughs> and you know be a decent game overall, and yeah. you know have the technology to do so. So yeah, I think that kind of era, three hundred and sixty PS three. Um, I am inclined to agree with you, having not played that many PlayStation three and Xbox games. Right. Um, but I do think that there is this mentality at the moment of being like, like you say, because we can we will kind of thing. Like, I don't think every game needs to have a board game mechanic. Can oh we get God. rid of that, please? Yeah. There's one in Horizon Forbidden West. Didn't touch it. I finished all the ones in the Final Fantasy VII DLC and I was like, why is this a thing? I don't understand it. I don't oh, care. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I but those. I did all of those. Um, I just think that like, there's certain things where it's just like, why is this here? Like, it's not really important. If I wanted to play a game like this, I would play a game like this. Witcher 3. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Horizon Forbidden West, Final Fantasy VII DLC. I, if I wanted to play this kind Fallout of game, New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas, mm -hmm. I would just find a game that is like this and I would play it. Like, I just don't think it's because you can, you should. Like, Horizon Forbidden West, for example, has like three or four different kinds of like additional content in terms of like races and battle arenas mm. and this weird board game thing i can't remember the name of but like i just don't think everything is needs to be there i think that maybe there should be kind of like a person that just goes mm, do we think we need that do we think we really need mm. that i think they should get like a really sassy woman to come in and be like are we sure that's there do we need it you know like a mum says like do you need that? <laughs> do, do you need that one though? Do you need that toy. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't we actually. got a toy just like this at home? Do we need this toy? We need someone to mum game developers to be like, do we need the board game mechanic? Well, that's or what can a, we hold the board game mechanic? You're always milf hunting. I am. You're looking for the mum. I need some more mums. 
Um, I, but yeah, I just think that there's definitely this this vibe of like, because we can, we will. And same with like graphics. I think we've been spoiled a bit now where we're like, um, the game must look amazing. It must like with, I mean, I don't really care that much, but like Horizon Forbidden West, for example, like it must run at 60 FPS. It must look amazing. It must have an like incredible environment that is filled with stuff. And I do think that we're a bit spoiled because if I was into, went onto um, Forbidden West and it looked like trash and there was just fields on fields of nothing, I would be like, I'm kind of annoyed. Like this game is massive for no reason because it's just fields of nothing. Like Valhalla, I found the issue was that you were traveling like 10, 15 minutes mm. to actually find any content just because they were like, we can make it massive, but we haven't got enough content to fill every like meter square of the game. So sorry, you're going to have to travel a, lot, a long time to actually get where you need to go. So I do think that we've been a bit spoiled and I do think the game's developers just keep adding things in to just see if it works. Um, so hopefully now that we've kind of like settled into this era, things may, fingers crossed, start to mellow out a little bit and we won't have to push the PlayStation to be its like best self. We can maybe just like make a game that is good in a lot of aspects and doesn't have too much. Maybe. I'm being hopeful here. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it would be nice if everything just kind of mellowed out now and we could get into our stride with the PlayStation and Xbox era and just maybe just take it a bit easier on everything in the games. Mm. I'm tired of open world, man. <laughs> I'm tired of... It used open... to be my favorite genre. and now it's... Because they weren't that common. Yeah. And now I'm tired of open linear as well, that half step, the stuff that Uncharted 4 did and God of War does as well, the 2018 one and God of War the new one will probably do as well i quite like an open linear now i'm just, more inclined to that than an open world. oh yeah, yeah absolutely I it, but, but i just can you imagine if developers put all of their resources into a linear game can you mm. imagine mm. that would be so good that'd be so good even the flipping last of us part two had these massive open sections every so often and that's fine but part of me would love to see what a the the detrimental term, not detrimental, the sort of, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, derogatory term, mm. uh, corridor shooter. Mm. What would a corridor shooter look like now? I know we've got Call of Duty and stuff, but like everyone was making corridor shooter games at one time, especially sort of 10 to 15 years ago, that 360 PS3 era. What would that look like now? I'm just, I'm so tired of games being so stuffed full of things. And developers can't really win either because as you're saying with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ubisoft are the most criticized and we're going to talk about them in our big discussion as well mm. they're the most criticized for filling their world full of just gubbins and fluff and just overstuffing and extending the runtime and just so many distractions that kind of dis distract from the main purpose of the game and for me at least lessen the experience yeah if they take some things out, they've still got this massive open world mm -hmm. and they've got nothing to do in it. So they did just maybe scale, just scale it back across the board. It sounds like the new wave of Assassin's Creed games in development are going to try and do that, which mm. is great. Um, but the epitome of this, of Curious Gregorius's question is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Which I cannot definitively prove whether or not that game had feature creep. But the amount of stuff in that game that you can do put me right off it and that is such a shame because i know how incredible that game is but i found it just so massive and mm. so full of things that i just could not get into it at all it's like someone bringing you a 
giant chocolate cake and saying, you like chocolate cake, eat it. And you're like, I, I actually don't want that. Like, thanks very much for making me such a nice big chocolate cake. Yeah. But that makes me feel unwell just looking at it. Yeah. With that kid in Matilda. Yeah. I'm trying to think is. of his name. Go- Gob Trotter. Bruce. Uh, Bruce, Bruce- Bog Bruce trotter. Bog trotter. There's a gob yeah. trotter. So close. Um, so you like cake, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but I have this issue with Rockstar games cake. generally. But uh, like finishing them, I really struggle to finish GTA games most of the time. But uh, Red Dead Redemption Two was really like that one. Took the biscuit for me. It was just so insanely overstuffed. So I suppose the 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 golden era of that was maybe, as you said, the 360 PS3 era, or even earlier. Yeah. When there were technical limitations, um, and also maybe you couldn't patch your games so they just mm. had to be done like that's mm. it don't go too crazy now this is this is the version of the game that we're going to release there are some amazing things being done now don't get me wrong and i'm sure a lot of these a lot of perhaps one of the uh, a lot of the favorite features is what i'm trying to say of certain very popular games were probably the result of feature creep but it is mm. games are so massive now and we have spoken before about games always fighting to be the only thing that you ever play. And that's not just life service games. That is also open worlds. Mm. They're just so huge. I mean, Assassin's Creed Valhalla got an update this week to add two new puzzle tombs or dungeons in there mm. as well. So that's great if you're an Assassin's Creed Valhalla fan. But my God, I couldn't wait for that game to be over. I just wanted to roll credits because I was I enjoying it. But it. it was just so massive. It was yeah. so huge. Um so, yeah, feature creep. Uh, not not always the best, but sometimes it's okay. Mm. It's when all that extra stuff is almost required, you know, because it, it allows you to level up or get gold or, like, open new areas or something. Mm. I wouldn't mind so much if I could just boot up Assassin's Creed and play through the main quest and not feel like after, you know, a third of the way through the game, I just, I can't compete with these enemies or i don't have the right stuff or i can't access that area but Mm. unfortunately a lot of these games whether it's ubisoft or elsewhere almost make you they don't specify what you have to do but they say you need to go and do some stuff in order to progress and that's what i really don't like about it yeah Mm -hmm. it's time for something a bit strange it is called weird news weird news weird news If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you want to submit weird video game news, reply, comment under the post that goes out on Facebook and Twitter in the early half of the week. Mm-hmm. Go go and do that. Alternatively, if you, if, you, if you definitely want to shout out here, you should be a podcast producer. You can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Rich supporters. Tea Biscuits. Rich Tea Biscuits. Support us at a certain tier and uh, you will be named a podcast producer. And read out right now. Such as Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Sean Legg. Walco. Nicole Hansen. John O'Parkin. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Bonnet. Katie Garrett or Jared. And Gabrielle Philippink. Oh. Thank you, podcast thank producers. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you so much. And Rich T. Biscuit. Yes. yes thank you. Thank Richard. you, Richard Biscuit. Uh, Peter, you got some strange news. I have. Um, this was, I actually. I wanted to bring this one anyway when I saw it break, but then it's since been submitted as well to our question, our news uh, tweet by Lloyd Williams at Lloyd W90. I got a different write-up to Lloyd, but um, it's all over the internet. Um, this is from Rock Paper Shotgun. It's written by CJ Wheeler, who says, Jeremy Corbyn played a Doom mod that lets you kill Margaret Thatcher. Good for him. Hmm. Ex-Labour Party head and leader of the UK parliamentary opposition, Jeremy Corbyn, was spotted engaging in some quality gaming time over the weekend, taking on the Iron Lady in Doom 2 mod Thatcher's Tech Base. (laughs) (laughs) The left-winger and lifelong reader of Rail magazine got his thumbs a-twiddling for a special arcade version of the mod while at the World Transformed, a festival being held in Liverpool that celebrates radical politics, art and culture. This is what he's doing instead of singing God Save the King at the party conference then. Whoa. Bit of a dig there at Keir Starmer. Strange. Um, I love Jeremy Corbyn. I don't love him. I think he's nice. You're in love with him. I'm in love with him. You're in love with Jeremy Corbyn. Why does it now just say... Okay, it's because there's a full stop in this person's username. Alice O, full stop, first brought Thatcher's tech base to our attention a year ago, and the mod actually reached its first anniversary on Saturday. It's a hefty piece of modage featuring the funky (laughs) musical talents of Paradise Killer's Barry Epoch Topping. Of course. And voice work from Hades actor Layla Burzins. Oh, and Cyber Thatcher claiming the United Kingdom as the 10th circle of hell. Cool. (laughs) Judging from the state of the political and economic landscape compared with when Thatcher's tech base was released, it's looking more like the place than ever. (laughs) Corbyn doesn't seem to have gone as far as giving Thatcher's tech base a thumbs up, but director Jim Purvis tweeted that, quote, 
He liked the game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Considering the many, many demons wearing the face of Thatcher in it, I'm not entirely surprised by that. Purvis said that the arcade edition of Thatcher's tech base had been produced for the World Transformed to support charity Living Rent, who are working for tenants' rights in Scotland. There's then a tweet featuring two photos of Jeremy Corbyn playing the game. Yeah, there he is. Um, is he pointing at it in that second one? He's sort of... Leaning on it casually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's doing a cool lean. They'll be easy for you to find online, and we always post our um, news stories in the description as well. Yes. Um, so go and have a look at those. Uh, oh, I've closed it. Oh, I accidentally opened Twitter. Well, that's basically it anyway, okay. I think. Um, you can never go at Thatcher's tech base yourself by downloading the mod here. I bet Jeremy did when he got home. <laughs> I don't think Jeremy has a computer. <laughs> oh, God. Excellent. That's good. I bet Jeremy did when he, when got, he got home. home. Catch Jeremy on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Jezza Corbs. Um, <laughs> With a Z at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ashton. I have some news. Comes from Cameron J. Keyword at Cameron underscore Keyword. And it's on Kotaku, Odds and Ends by Isaiah Colbert. Odds and Ends. Odds and Ends. Odds and ends. <laughs> um, T Pain tells awful Apex Legends players to touch grass, stop harassing developers. <laughs> the Grammy Award winning rapper and popular Twitch streamer told the players to chill out. Um, is it going to tell us what Apex Legend is and also what T-Pain is? For I hope paragraphs? so, because I don't know. <laughs> Got to hit that word count. Um, yeah. it's, not often that a rapper, it's not often that a rapper goes to bat for a video game developer after a disgruntled fan base enacts gross harassment, but not all rappers are built like T-Pain. In a recent tweet, the auto-tune wordsmith issued a statement in solidarity with Respawn, the developers behind the popular uh, Battle Royale shooter Apex Legends. The developer has also been trying to iron... The developer has been trying to iron out the game's busted audio, bad matchmaking, and bugs that negatively affect exploration and hit markers in Apex Legend. Legends, even. Um, which somehow led to an uptick uptick mm -hmm. in online harassment towards its dev team. I've never used that word before. Mm. Um, T-Pain's response to the situation was tan tantamount. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, as I <laughs> use such crazy words. Um, <laughs> tantamount. Tantamount. Yeah. Um, to telling the assholes who've been harassing the Apex Legends devs to go outside and touch some grass. Mm. Um, sorry. So that's green. <laughs> yeah. It's on the floor. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you. I'm going to have to censor this one because T Pain uh, uses swear words. Oh, T Pain. Um, bro, you'll have to F. A flippin' chill out. It's a flippin' game, my dude. Play something else if you hate it so much, bro, T-Pain says. Walk away from your PC slash console if you become so consumed by a game that you feel the need to threaten the people that work hard to make it. Chill, bro. Chill, bro. Um, the screenshot message in T-Pain's tweet came from the recent statement from Respawn's official Twitter account. In it, the game maker addressed the rise in harassment towards its development team. Respawn told players it welcomes constructive criticism towards the game but has a zero tolerance policy for threats and harassment of its developers and that it will take appropriate action to ensure the health and safety of its team. Um, and then Bungie also got on their back and said standing against toxicity and harassment takes all of us working together to build healthier communities we're with you respawn much like respawn Bundy's recently been on the receiving end of harassment most notably from a serial cheater and harasser who's being sued by Bungie for threatening to commit arson to its office in wow. july okay yes. um i want to read this last bit because it made me laugh okay 
Um, harassment aside, T-Pain is no stranger to inner machinations of... Oh my God, things are popping up and it's just dancing around my page. Um, inner machinations of the gaming community. In the past, Tylenol Pain Relief... Um, T-Pain donned an arguably one of the best cosplays ever of Tekken's Wing Chun expert Leroy and most recently dubbed himself the Emperor of Booty Papyacy during a promotional video for Crusader Kings 3. Sorry, is T-Pain short for Tylenol Pain Relief? No, I don't think so, but they've put T-Lynol Pain Relief. So I don't know if that's like a reference to something. I think it's a it's a reference to a meme where someone um, changed his Wikipedia page uh, right, to say okay. that his full name it's is Tylenol pain, Tylenol pain, pain Relief. It's good. I like that. It's good. I think he's uh, he's he's virtue signaling, right? And he's angling for an apex skin. That's what he wants. Yeah. Good for him. It goes deeper than this, I think. Yeah. That's the truth. And, you know, that article said that it's not often rappers come to the defense of gaming companies, but I think you'll find Soldier Boy owns Atari. He does so own Atari. I and own if Atari. You come for Atari. I have a contract right here. I, I own, Atari. own Atari. I've got one. This mm. comes from Old Maid at Old Maid Games. It's a Eurogamer article written by Liv Nan. Um, one GTA player, GTA Online player, sorry, has become a billionaire in-game nine years after the game released. Wow. Oh Reddit user Jamcar70 shared their impressive milestone on the game's subreddit to a stunned response. The feat took Jamcar72, not 72, two years, 34 <laughs> days, and four hours of playtime to achieve as shown on their screenshot to prove their in-game savings. Doing some approximate maths and independently verified by myself, one user calculated this to be an average of about six hours of playtime per day since the game's oh. launch on the 1st of October, 2013. Every day every since 2013. Day. And that's only if Jamcar70 did put in some hours every single day. In the comments, Jamcar70, I'm so sick of saying this username, confirmed they spent a lot of time AFK on security cameras to maximize the amount they earned from ni via nightclub business without having to actively play the game. Regardless, it's quite a commitment to dedicate such a huge amount of time and resources to one game. If only becoming a billionaire was as easy as a real no! Will you support Eurogamer? We want to make Eurogamer better. And that means better for our readers, not for algorithms. You can help. Become a supporter of Eurogamer and you can view the site completely ad-free, as well as gaining exclusive access to articles, podcasts, and conversations that will bring you closer to the team, stories, and the games we all love. Just go to Eurogamer.com forward slash Rich Tea Biscuit. Subscriptions start at three ninety nine. Brilliant. There we are. That's my news. Fantastic. Cool. Well, should we do another question? I, I think so. we shall. It's from Neil Webb. Uh, hi, Bap, and all the other letters in the Triple Jump team. I've been gaming, I thought I said gambling. <laughs> been gambling for about 40 years. Uh, and I can count on one hand the number of boss fights I've actively enjoyed. Is there a core gaming mechanic that appears across genres that you dislike? Love you, bye. Thanks, Neil. Thank you, Neil. Apart from what we talked about in question two, just sort of general, you know packing an open world with stuff you know we'll mm. take that as red um i've got i don't like crafting in games that aren't first and foremost about crafting i don't mind crafting in minecraft because that would be silly if i didn't like that but i it was one of the reasons why and not the sole reason i assure you but one of the reasons why when i played um horizon for the first time i was like as soon as it told me that i could craft stuff i was like oh 
if I have to craft stuff, that means I have to collect stuff. And if I have to collect stuff, that means I have to like go off the beaten track sometimes to pick up Hunt sticks, a rabbit. Kill thousands of pigs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I can't be bothered to do that. And then on top of that, it's uh, games that tend to have crafting also have something else I don't like, which is more than about two stats per item. Like, I don't mind if there's perhaps just sort of, a you know, an armor rating and a weight or a, a, a value or, you know, just, just a couple of things. Like, maybe it slows you down slightly but makes you stronger or something. But when my goddamn weapons or armor have about six different stats on them that you have to compare to each other and you're cycling through them and some of them have like green plus percentages but also red negative Mm. ones and perhaps even a white hyphen because that is the same on this item as the other one i don't want to have to try and work out which one to wear like don't make me <laughs> that is precisely one of the ones i've got written down i despise because it. of forbidden west in that i get a new piece of armor and i have to upgrade it and then i come across a rarer piece of armor that isn't as good and it does let you see what the stats would be like if that was fully upgraded which mm. is a nice feature but also I don't want to have to be carrying around like 12 different types yeah. of armor because one does mm. more frost damage than With another. Resistant, yeah, damage types and stuff. I, I think I put all of like, if I, if I didn't like it, so I didn't want to wear it, it was in my storage because I was like, well, it's rare. I don't want to get rid of it, but I'm not going to wear this. I don't change I don't... my stats. I, I'm My boyfriend gets so annoyed when he watches me play games. He's like, you've got like an ice thing there and it's an ice thing. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't look as nice as this. I have not used a single status thing in Forbidden West so far, even though you scan the robots. Mm. Like, this is weak to electricity. I'm still yeah. like, I'm going to use the regular arrows and I'm going to shoot off the components until it explodes. Yeah. That's yeah, what I, I, I that is what that. I'm going to do. I, think, I don't mind that in Borderlands though, because I've been playing Borderlands for so long that I know there are different manufacturers, weapon manufacturers, and their guns shoot differently and behave mm. differently depending mm. on the type of weapon that it is. Uh, I can understand how that would be massively overcomplicated and should probably be simplified a little bit. But it, I totally agree. Like I, I don't want to. I don't want to have to juggle loads. I just want this is a better. This is a rarer piece of armor, mm. so it's better. Yeah. That there should be no debate about this. Mm-hmm. That's how it should work. And I'm fed up of having to fiddle with it. Yeah. I, it it just makes me as soon as I see that a game's got that. It, it's another sort of big sigh. Just like menus with loads of numbers all over them. I don't want it. Please. Mm. Um, cards, obviously, I hate card mechanics. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I've said this before, but like, even if it's basically just these are your abilities that have cooldown on them, if the game presents them with a graphic where they are on a card <laughs> and it calls them cards, for some reason, that alone will make me hate it. Yeah, you know, it's it's terrible. And finally, uh, for some reason, I particularly don't like. Um, electric effects electric attacks in games whether i'm casting them on people or they're being cast on me i don't i just don't like seeing arcing electricity all over the screen i think it just looks really horrible i just think it looks ugly okay um and i don't like that generally it will stun stun my character i just Mm. think ew gross don't like it get a better power yeah uh, Ashton, what do you not like? I really don't like um, in a lot of games when they have kind of like a arena mode where you just go into a place and you just kill enemies for like waves of enemies. Like mm-hmm. I really don't like it in Borderlands. Yeah. I I don't like any doing any of the slaughter grounds or whatever they're called. What are they called? What? 
the like are they called slot grounds in in Borderlands? Yeah, I think they have different names. Yeah, don't they? I can't remember what they're called. The, the, there was an entire Moxie DLC for the first yeah, game that was so, just that, and it sucked. We tried to play the that, worst. and one of the trophies is like to get like yeah, round you have to like, finish it, or and something. It takes forever, it takes and it glitches hours. sometimes yeah. and bugs out. It, it, that's what happened rubbish. to us, and we had to just we gave up. Rubbish. Um, I don't like those. I find them boring, and if I don't have to do them, I won't do them. Um, we were playing. I, can't remember, I think we were doing. Borderlands 3 and we were trying to get all the trophies and um, oh those ones sucked we well. had to go and do all of the like side quests which include all of the like slaughter ground things circle of slaughter circle of slaughter is that what they're called oh, yeah. um and I just hate them. I just don't find them interesting. Same in Horizon Forbidden West. There's like an arena mechanic where you can go to a certain place and they will give you enemies that require certain things to you do to them to defeat them. And that requires like the elemental stuff or it would take away all your weapons yeah. and give you a bunch of new weapons that you have to defeat the enemies with. Not interested, could not care less, find them really annoying. Um, so I just, I don't like any of those. I also, on this topic of boss fights, I don't like any, I don't really think I've liked many boss fights either. I think they're normally a bit rubbish because normally you have to suspend your disbelief at a certain point that this one enemy or this one thing is the thing that's like damaging your your character the most like because a lot of the time you've played the whole game and you've been like plowing through people where at a certain point you've reached a decent level and you've got a decent build and then boss fights are just kind of like oh this guy's the best like he's really mm. aggressive or like he's a really big enemy with loads of health and i'm like why though it's just a random guy it's just the pope why am i having to fight the pope rat game mm. um rat but pope. rat pope i yeah i don't really like the rule of three kind of element in boss fights either of like defeat the enemy he falls over you punch him in the head phase two phase two he mm. has a new mechanic punch him in the head phase three and brand new mechanic and all of his help is back punch him in the head i just find that really interesting and just i don't find it appealing i'm like oh good another wave i'll I'll just wait until I'll just do this one and then I know there's another one coming. I just find that really The silly thing as well is when the boss is just making the same mistake over and over yeah. again. Like they're they're charging at you and they get their horns stuck in the wall. Or yeah. yeah. And they do it five times in a row. When will you learn? Yeah. yeah, I find that really annoying. Um I really didn't like Uncharted One's boss fight. Oh, the Uncharted One's yeah. boss fight is that was bad. rubbish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't think boss fights... I just don't think they can be done very well because, like I say, your character that you've been building this whole time, you know it can defeat enemies. And sometimes the enemy that you fight at the end is an enemy that you've beaten before, like, out in the world. Um, like, if, for example, in the first Horizon, um, you are fighting, like, a T-Rex at one point just, like, out in the world. And then later on, one of the, like, big fights in the story is with the T-Rex. And I'm like, why Please, is this... Thunderjaw. Thunderjaw. Why is this Thunderjaw suddenly so much more like OP than the mm. other one that I've just encountered and defeated. I know that I can defeat this guy. Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of, I don't like arenas and I just don't think that the boss fight mechanic in most games makes any sense. And get, just try and like branch out from a rule of three, my guy. Please. My guy, come if on. If that's okay. You should play a FromSoft game. No. No rules of three in there. No thanks. Uh, I've got a few uh, inventory, weight slash over encumbrance. Mm. Oh okay. yeah. Go get out of there with that. Can't be asked with that. Uh, item, weapon, gear degradation, horrible. Don't want yeah, to have to repair it. That. Shouldn't break. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Stop that. Uh, I think those, both of those uh, particular high points 
of various games. It should probably be only included in certain modes. Like I, I think for um, not for West, uh, blip, 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 what's it called? Fallout New Vegas had like a ranger mode, which was sort of a hardcore mode, and you mm. had to sleep and drink water oh, and yeah. eat and that sort of stuff. I feel like that is applicable mm. sort of following up on our conversation last yeah, week about how we can make week. difficulties more interesting yeah. and stuff like kind this like thing. the enemies hit you just as hard as they would on easy or normal but your items weigh you know have weight and your gear degrades and stuff that's at least a sort of interesting thing but i just it, oh, it's so boring having to worry about my my flipping sword breaking you know yeah. i can't be asked with that um Escort missions yeah. or tailing missions if you want to play, if you oh. want to get Assassin's Creed about this, because I've been playing some Assassin's Creed 3 this week and they are the worst because, again, completely taking you out of the experience, the people you're tailing don't behave like normal human beings. No. They'll walk for a bit and then they'll just turn in the middle of the street and stare for like 10 seconds and then they'll carry on walking again. And it's just, they they are awful. It's like in Spider-Man where you were like c- crawling along the sides of buildings or like swinging along and they're like, he's seen you. And I'm like, it's dark. Just he's just looked directly up a skyscraper and yeah. seen me like. Yeah. And also. And if yet I if you can, get too far away. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So I can still see him. He's just there. Just, I don't want to get too close. Mm. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's a good one. And then the upgradable armor stuff that we were talking yeah. about. Just, yeah. just give me, just give me some, cl- I don't, it doesn't need to be like. This is newer, so it's better. Like mm. there, there can be some nuance to it, but there's when it's all so similar, and it's just this one. You might want to do uh, put this one on if you're facing a frosty boy. I can't be asked. No. I just don't yeah. have the the patience to worry about that minutia all the time. I don't yeah. mind it when it's like you can kind of tailor your build to like what elements of your arm. Like if you've like in Borderlands, for example, mm. if your skill points, this armor will put extra skill points into this like tree which means that you can be more focused on melee attacks or elemental damage that's kind of like okay i can just it doesn't have to be better because i know that i want to focus on elemental damage so if it's a melee thing just don't give it to me but when it's just like like you say 10 percent extra defense from frost plus 20 percent frost damage there's a real niche that i'm like i don't care enough about this i'm just getting all round at armor and be happy with it i can tell i i don't even mind specifically like what the the kind of um, stats are about as long as there aren't too many of them so if, if literally everything had like oh and, and by the way every piece of armor has some kind of frost grading to it mm. you're either strong or weak to frost i'd be like okay that's fine or you know every item maybe just has one extra kind of perk to it that's fine but mm-hmm. it's when you open up your inventory and there's a list of like eight different attributes on every bit of armor and it's like this one's fiery less frosty it's a bit acidy and it makes you slower makes you jump higher and also uh if it's tuesday then um you have to put the bins out like <laughs> you have to go see roland in the village and he'll give you a little treat yeah <laughs> like that's too much for me so. yeah yeah and especially sorry i'm going back to it again but forbidden west right and I, i'm not picking on forbidden west in particular but it's just because i'm playing it at the moment and i've spotted it in that this. rubbish game that forbidden terrible west. game horizon forbidden west uh it already has a thing called weaves which you can uh like slot into certain yeah. gear which will give it a little boost mm. Why isn't why doesn't all gear just have all the passive stuff? And if you want extra frost stuff, you can just slot in a little yeah. weave, and then at least there's still that element of 
being tactical about what you're facing and equipping yourself for the thing, but you don't have to like have, wear your frost gear and unequip your weave from that one and put it in this it, one yeah. again. And yeah, it's silly, silly stuff. Um, anyway, it's time to move on to something bigger than that. Yeah. It's the big discussion. Oh. It's big discussion time, time for the big video game discussion this week, coming courtesy of Harrison Clement, who asks, Hey, Bap. Hi, Harrison. Hello. It's not a question, that one. The entire world have got sick of Ubisoft making the Assassin's Creed games and have decided to pass the IP over to you. What would be your setting? Who would you be and why? So recently there was the Ubifil World mm. Mm. Uh, event where a couple of Assassin's Creed games were announced. There's uh, Mirage and Project Red are on in the pipeline. Do for you the remember next year what era Mirage was setting? So I was having this conversation the other day and I can't remember. It's like it's before Valhalla. Yeah, because you're because playing the character as the is assassin. In yeah, that's right. Is it? It's the Middle East, isn't it? I think so. Like, I say, it's a bit like Arabian kind of vibe. I want to say it's Afghanistan, but I'm not sure. Yes, I think you might be right. I'm going to Google it. I think that's where it is. But uh, yeah, we've uh, we've all played a lot of Assassin's Creed game over the uh, over the game over the years. games over the years. Bloody hell, I'm getting all tongue tied. Um, and we've not been quiet about our disgruntlement mm. at uh, the Ubisoft open world design. But it certainly seems, based on what they're saying, that these new games will be a bit more focused. Bad. Baghdad. Baghdad. There we are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> didn't we go to Baghdad in one of the other games? Like Revelations. Did we do that? I don't know. Can't remember. Mm. I may be getting it all confused. Uh, but it's an interesting time for Assassin's Creed. And uh, the, one of the most interesting things about Assassin's Creed is that it can be set at any time in any place. Yeah. So, Peter, what is your pitch my for a new Assassin's it <laughs> Creed my game? My uh, dream Assassin's Creed game or time period will not be done, uh, certainly in the near future, because it's very close to Valhalla, but just slightly out by a couple of centuries. Okay. I would really like pre-Roman Britain. Um, mm. So aesthetically, it would probably be very similar. Celtic Britain. Yeah, essentially. Celtic is um, kind of... Oh, I think academically now, Celtic is less of a... Used term, yeah, oh. um, because it doesn't necessarily refer Britain. To, yeah, well, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, the sort of the the tribes that existed in Britain before uh, the Roman invasion. Um, I would love like a Boudicca. Like, yeah, up in Scotland. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, so aesthetically, in in terms of world design, it'd probably be very similar. You know, you'd have all your your rolling hills and your forests and stuff. But mm. uh, I think that could be really cool. But yeah, it's. I mean, they even did bits of kind of pre-roman religion in valhalla with the they didn't they do um like a, a druid uh dlc thing i think Pass. that was yeah i mean i didn't play it you go but, to ireland for one of the DLCs yeah which i think is culturally rooted into in sort of pre-roman stuff even though it was set afterwards um so that's not going to happen um so i've got a couple of uh Slightly wildcard entries here because they are far more contemporary than anything they have ever done so far. I think the furthest one in the future they did was probably uh, Syndicate, right? Yeah, Syndicate mm. I would, I would assume. Um, so I think it could be cool to either do a kind of Prohibition Chicago mm. sort of, you know, almost gangster kind vibes. of gangster mobster one, which would be very different because there would be guns in it. There would be guns. Um, but I think it could be an interesting time period. And I think that setting would be really cool, mm. like an American city. Mm. Um, or possibly even 
kind of sometime in one of the world wars set in Europe. I was thinking that. You know, trying to like either fight the Nazi menace or the Hun in the previous world war. Um, World War One probably, I think, could be a more interesting setting in in terms of it being trench warfare, and you could be like trying to sneak behind enemy lines, and um, you know, you, you had. Well, I don't know. Actually, maybe maybe it's more interesting not in trench warfare, and it's more about going to being you know little French villages and stuff mm. and being a spy. So mm. either one of those, I think, could be good. And really. Uh, do all the detail that the question asked for, which was who would you be and why? But that's partly because I came up with three different answers. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, broadly, maybe sort of fighting the the Nazis or the Axis uh, in World War Europe, uh, or maybe being um, a kind of a, a bootlegger in Chicago in yeah. the Prohibition era. Mm. I think am I, am I too? That's a good one. Um, I thought about World War whatever mm. but um i thought it'd have to like stand out too much from call of duty so i thought mm. Mm. obviously it's like third person but mm. you know you'd have to have um, your own spin on it but i did think some time and place that doesn't get a lot of uh, attention is indigenous aboriginal australia oh yeah um back in the 1700s when britain colonized it and basically just destroyed their peaceful civilization that they would got going on. Um, I think that like you could uh, play as an Aboriginal person because there was a lot of conflict during that time. There was obviously a lot of um, illness that the British brought with them, which took out a lot of the groups of Aboriginal Australians. However, there was also a lot of conflict from the Aborigines that were like fighting back against the colonizers. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it could be cool. I mean... The, the risk of that is obviously kind of similar to like um, a bit like the lib- a bit like liberation where you kind of know what happens anyway because obviously it's the past and you can't really go too far with like the you're gonna win because unfortunately like Britain did colonize Australia yeah true. Um, however I do think it could be interesting because there's still a lot of Aboriginal groups that like existed on um, islands around Australia. And there's also a lot of Aboriginal people that still come directly from those colonies and those group stories. So um, that could be really interesting as how those groups survive the colonization and, you know, get past it. There's a lot of obviously slavery that happens during that time as well and um, some really nasty things. But we've seen a lot of them cover that in other um Assassin's Creed games. So hopefully they could do it tastefully slash not just make it like torture porn. Um, But also the only issue with that, that I think is that Australia is a big old country and a lot of it is like uninhabitable slash desert slash like hot. Um, So they might have the same issue that they had with Odyssey, which is like the central part of the map in Odyssey was just practically empty and there was no missions there. Like I finished the whole, no, not Odyssey, Origin, sorry. Um, Mm. Like I finished the whole of that game and there was like a big section down the middle that I'd just never been to. Um, So they might- There could be something amazing in the middle. There could be. There wasn't. I I ran through it and I just was like, oh, it's just sand. Cool. Um, But I do think that might be the only issue. But if you set set it in like a certain part of Australia, um, then maybe you could make it work. But No, I think Ubisoft should recreate a like for like 
fully yeah. scaled size Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and but I don't want any fluff in there. No. No. I just want it to be one story Bush. mission after yeah. the other. Then you have to run across the entirety of Australia. To yeah. Get yeah. That's exactly. Um, but yeah, and that could be kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I knew that they had announced a Japanese Assassin's Creed game, which is currently codenamed Project Red. Oh, is that Japanese, is it? Set in Japan, yeah. Mm. And they've, I think they've, there's like a line about what it is, but not much more information than that. So if I end up being bang on the money with my pitch for a Japanese Assassin's Creed game, then I want money, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like a Japanese Assassin's Creed game. I know Ghost of Tsushima is sort of, beaten them to that kind of thing Uh, but I would like it set in 1850 to 1870 Japan which is when there were the first visits of US and European traders Ah, Mm -hmm. Um, and they first opened the borders to that kind of thing you could play as the son of a dignitary or a politician who is resistant to this opening to these uh, these foreigners and uh, perhaps you encounter a trader of some kind who teaches you in the assassin's ways Maybe your dad, being so resistant, eventually sort of signs up with the Templars mm-hmm. as, the, as as a way, as he's just like coercing them. You have to kill your dad. Classic Assassin's Creed stuff yeah. there. Um, you could, it, it could be called Assassin's Creed, because forgetting that For Honor ever existed, because, you know, whatever. Uh, it could be called Assassin's Creed For Honor. It could be called Assassin's Creed Shogun or Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Shinobi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the new one, Project Red, has already been confirmed that you will be playing as a shinobi or a ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we will see what that ends up being because I would. Uh, I can't believe they haven't done a Japanese one, to be yeah. honest. I can't believe that they, they're they only just getting around to it now. You good, Ashton? Yeah, I was just looking to see if there was an exact time period that they had set it in. Oh, for, for, for Project this one, Red. It says Red. it's just feudal Japan, so it could be anywhere between 1185 and 1868. So Right, yeah. Um, um, I was just looking to see if they'd announce when it was set. Yeah, I couldn't find it. I mean, to be fair, I didn't look that hard, but uh, because I'd already written my description and then just Googled Assassin's Creed Japan, <laughs> just like, I know there's, they're doing something. And yeah. uh, so there we are. But those are our pitches mm. for new Assassin's Creed games and time periods. What's your dream setting? What do you think is an untapped market that they really should get on and make a game out of? And what do you think of the new direction for Assassin's Creed as well? Are you going to miss the big open worlds, the big sprawling open worlds? Or can you not wait to get back into Abstergo Entertainment in the real world, the modern day sections, and develop some fake video games? You remember those? Those are so good, aren't they? Was yeah. there much more about bits. the modern stuff in Valhalla? Uh, you could... Wasn't it just you, cuts... Well, it wasn't just cuts. Yeah, you had to do some modern day bits, but you were in like a hut. It's where, yeah, where like, Avel was buried or yeah. something in America. For yeah. whatever reason. Uh, it's probably explained, but the modern day stuff I tried to get out of as soon as I was in it because <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to, I don't care. I just want to be in the modern, uh, the uh, the past. Yeah. They should literally just add an option where you can tick a box at the start and say, skip all modern day Do stuff. Do you like Desmond Miles? Yes or no? Or at least make it interesting. Like, yeah. put some effort in. Well, just, not even make it, because even if they did make it interesting, at this point, I have no idea what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I have no clue no either. I booted up that game. I was like, hang on, has the world ended? Yeah, there was the some, world, It was like post-apocalyptic like almost. I was so into the the modern day stuff in games one to three. Yeah, it was Because it was building yeah, it was to this like real climactic moment where they, Miles, Desmond Miles was going into the past 
to save the future because there was secrets buried there that mm. would allow them to get into some flipping doomsday tomb or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. But then they just kept doing it. And I yeah. really, I, yeah, I stopped caring. And I also stopped playing the games. So yeah. uh, Valhalla was a bit confusing. Anyway, let us know what you make of all that in the comments below. Uh, Peter's going to tell you where you can get involved with the channel if you want to. Uh, hello, youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jumps where all of our video content and live streams go out when we're streaming on both YouTube and Twitch. We are modded by Lord Brotovich, Trialing Badger and Mr. Black. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, part of that bundle that you're already paying for is a Twitch sub. So why not just spend that on us? It's no extra cost. Just do it. Just do it. If you like, please. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for legacy video content, reposted uh, announcements about videos and live streams and other things um, and other useful info. So go and have a look there. Um, thank you to Fraser for looking after our Twitter and Facebook and for looking after our TikTok, which is TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. Mm. Um, don't know when we last did a TikTok. It's been a while. It's been a while. We, we should get do back one on now. that. Uh, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump as well there's loads of tiers over there um you know it starts at like one dollar a month and goes up to a lot more um and you get a lot more for paying a lot more so have a look at all the different options and maybe choose one of those if you'd like to support us financially we have a website it's triple ju.mp it spells jump it's very clever um, if you want to join our Discord, you can go to tripleja.mup forward slash Discord. Um, we're modded on Discord by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if they to do something, bloody well do it. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, so don't go to tripleja.mup forward slash podcast. If you want to watch one of the live stream VODs, if you've missed a live stream during the week, why not go to tripleja.mup forward slash VODs? There's a very intense energy coming from my left there. I'm just, just trying to ignore it. Just encouraging people to yeah. go to the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Peter will kill you. And then Ashton should make a TikTok about it. I will. Um, if you want a cameo from us, why not go to triplejet.map forward slash cameo? We're all on there. So is James Jenkins. James Jenkins. So we're not head over there if you want to get a cameo from us. Um, if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, why not go to at triplejumpshop.com oh, even um, to buy okay. this jacket, this top, but not that top. Yeah. At the moment, at anyway. The moment. Ooh, Ooh maybe what's happening? Um, or make sure you're following at Chibble Jump Shop on Twitter to get the latest merch announcements. Coming soon. News coming soon. Mm-hmm. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Solo streams Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Thursday is the joint stream. Blaze it. But it's not a- again this week because uh, you had some internet issues. No, so Twitch broke. Okay. Yeah. Twitch, Twitch had some internet issues and so Ashton streamed on Thursday. But next week... It's the start of Spook Month. We're mm-hmm. going to pick up where we left off after Philip's memorial stream for Resident Evil. We're going to continue playing through that game. So yeah. come mm-hmm. along. We'll play some uh, Resi 1 Remake. No. Yes. yes. Resi 1 Remaster Remake. Yes. Remake Remaster. Yes. You've got it. Yeah. Backwards compat. Resi 1. Yeah. Backwards. Resi 1. Backwards. Hang on. Backwards compatible. Resi 1 Remake. Remaster. Remaster. Thank you, guys. Worst games ever. It's fortnightly. It's uh, Friday for patrons, Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all of the bloody time. So come check them out. Uh, Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice for this pod? 
excuse me, podcast. <laughs> it helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Uh, this week is the worst games ever week, isn't it, Peter? Yes. Um, it's uh, Brave. What was the subtitle? It's not Brave. It's not the like Disney the movie, Brave. No. no. Uh, Brave something of secrets of the spirit dancer shadow of the spirit dancer there's a spirit dancer involved yeah some dancing happens um yeah. it looks kind of strange the characters um certainly does. so go and have a look also if you are a patron of a certain tier it should be a weirdest games ever week yes. uh and we've had a bloody nightmare recording this weirdest games yeah took us four attempts yeah it really uh, did. and we had to change the game with different games mm. yeah um and Editor Kieran, I checked with him before I came down to record podcast. He says he thinks it probably will be ready uh, in time. He's had two days to like yeah. try and sort it. We kept trying to get it recorded. And then by the time we finally did, it was already really close to the publishing day. Um, mm. So it will hopefully be live when it should be for patrons. If it's not, what we will do is push it by a week, but then we'll push it for by a week for everyone else as well. So you still get the benefit of being a patron. Absolutely. Um, but... Touch wood, it's supposed to potentially be done as and when it should be. So. And it's a Halloween episode. It is yes, a Halloween is. episode. Even yeah. though it's going out, I think, before Halloween for patrons. But it will be Halloween for everyone else. It's the only episode of Weirdest Games that falls in, in October. October. In October. So it's, uh, it's yeah. a Halloween episode. Early October, I think. So if you want some spook content, yeah. sign up to Patreon if you want it mm -hmm. early. Uh, Ashton? Yep. Oh, also, we're hiring again. Oh, yeah, we're Go hiring. Go to triplej.mp and apply for a wonderful writing position. Ashton, please tell us about the sponsor. Says today's sponsor, uh, it's hard being a white girl on the internet and cheating on your wife. Yeah. So we have developed a game to make sure that you always know who they are. It's Slime Finder 2. Make sure you're not following any slimy, slimy men. Find the slime. Find the slime. Find the slime. Two as well. Two as well. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. You look after yourselves and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.